All right, it is 7.04, and I called this Parks and Recreation Committee today, Tuesday, August 15th. I call this meeting to order. Uh, roll call. Assemblymember Dan Henry. Here. Assemblymember Jay Burnham. Present. And we are, I do request that we are going to start running a little bit of a tighter meeting. So I do request from now on, if you, um, if my fellow committee members have something to say, please be, wait until you're acknowledged by the chair. And then please remember to turn on your microphone. Uh, communications. Citizens present. Kaylin Howard. Rec Center Director, Kaylin Howard. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm happy this was a good coincidence that um, we just got down with our recreation board meeting. Um, so I see a point of uh, discussion under unfinished business for discussion of kayak racks at Lower Lake. As most of the community knows that we just ended our sea kayaking program at the Skagway Recreation Center and sold off that equipment and our dry suits. Um, the recreation board um, had agreed this spring and we're still of that mindset to use some of that funds to purchase other outdoor recreation equipment that our community can utilize that would be a little bit more inclusive than the sea kayaks often were. So um, one of our thinking, uh, one of our thoughts behind that, um, to ask the Parks and Recreation Committee to consider, um, because there is some liability with it and we'd have to work on waivers and everything, would be if the Skagway Recreation Center were to purchase a lake kayak and a canoe possibly a paddle board um, to keep at Lower Lake. They could be under lock and key and you can check out that equipment or the, the key, so to speak, from the Skagway Recreation Center. Uh, I think having that kind of a system instead of it just be an open free-for-all will help prevent with some liability and with some potential damages to that equipment. Um, so I'd love for the Parks and Recreation Committee to consider allowing the Skagway Recreation Center to have kayaks and canoes and possibly a paddleboard stationed at Lower Lake for the citizens of our community. Uh, along with that, thinking about, um, depending on what that would look like, fleshing out some signage for liability and use on the lake. Um, I know that the city is very gracious and last summer put up a... Um, put a lot of PFDs up there in a bin for people to use. And I know that public works and everyone's been working really hard to clean up the area, get everything more concise in one area. Um, so something for consideration by the Parks and Rec Committee. Um, thank you. Um, before you, while you're still here, um, and thank you for being here and thank you for doing a great job. Um, you recently had that sale. Um, can you let us know how much money you raised? 
yes. Yeah, so we still have two kayaks for sale. Uh, we've made approximately $9,500. I'll have those final numbers um, hopefully by the end of the week. Um, with the additional sale of the two other kayaks, it would put us over $10,000 from that kayak equipment. So thank you to Skagway for supporting that endeavor. Anyone else for here, citizens present? Bruce, Dr. Weber. Bruce Weber. Um, a couple of things I'd like to talk about. Um, two trail issues. One's on your, well, the, the Lost Lake Cabin is on your um agenda and um in this time when we're you know very uh, aware of how much money is going i'd i'd just like to see us get started on the lost lake trail and system and maybe the cabin if we if we can put that together um i think it's really imperative that we start working on increasing our trails um you guys are going to discuss lower lake and Lower Lake, some days on the trail going up to Lower Lake, it looks like that those famous Mount Everest pictures or the Chilkoot Pass pictures. I mean, it's just solid people going up to um, Lower Lake. I would hesitate to increase the attractiveness um, of it till we come up with a, a, a plan, a recreation plan for the valley. Um, and increase other options for people to use. Um, and, and that, um, would include in my mind, uh, the, the trail to Denver Glacier. And I'm just amazed that with, um, the municipality supporting the trail, with the railroad supporting the trail, that the Forest Service, that, that their complaints have stopped that trail. It would be a flat trail. Um, the Denver Glacier Trail is a great trail, um, and it, you know it would be very attractive. And whatever, I'm not completely sure what the Forest Service um, restrictions are on developing that trail, but we either need to meet them or change them and get that trail going. Um, so the Lost Lake Trail system needs to happen. The uh, Denver Glacier uh, Trail uh, from town to the caboose needs to happen. And um, one thing I've been thinking about lately, and I'm not sure whether this is the, the right committee, but um, I've talked to some people like Mike O'Daniel about uh, West Creek um, in the decades before I got here and how all the roads were family roads, either for recreation or firewood gathering. I'm sure Jay knows some of those uh, roads and I'd like to see some signage. Um, we need to, in my mind, we need to acknowledge um, the importance of um, the locals that came before us and I think it would just be a cool thing when you're going up um, the West Creek Road to see 
a Blanchard Road or a Burnham Road or whatever, you know, family predominantly use those specific roads um, wouldn't cost much money. And you could have a little um, some more information about, uh, about the area and how it's been used. Thank you, Bruce. Do we have anybody else for here's Wendy Anderson? Wendy Anderson, Skagway resident. Um, I'm here, uh, well, more to ask a question about uh, the discussion of kayak racks at Lower Lake. Um, I guess my question is, how far are we going with this? Because in my mind, this is the development of Lower Lake. Um, you know, in our comprehensive plans, in our Dewey Lakes Trails Management Plan, all of those things reference the quietness, the mental health needs, um, the remoteness, the undeveloped aspect of those areas. And so if we're introducing one element of development, that's just opening the door. You know, if we put in one rack, eventually we're going to have to put in two, we're going to have to put in three, are we going to put in a boathouse up there? Are we going to have attendance up there? Because if we're increasing usage of the lake to that level, um, you know, that is the direction we're going. And it, that might seem um, alarmist, but that dock only went in in 2019. And look at the mess that's up there just a few years later. So um, currently developing it goes against the code that we have. So I think this is a bigger discussion than just let's throw a kayak rack up there. This is reassessing how we are looking at using that space. So, and I would say if the rec center has extra money um, for outdoor recreation stuff, I would love to see that used to replace or um, the exercise stations at Yucatania Point. Those are over 30 years old. They're falling apart. Um, they're actually, the banks are eroding so that there are some that are actually kind of dangerous. Um, and after COVID, those started getting used really heavily by our locals, not just our visitors. Um, and how great would it have been if we could have had a, a row of exercise stations, you know, around the lawn at the rec center so that, you know, people can um, utilize it when the rec center is closed. You know, if you're looking at actually increasing um, usability, that would be something that would actually hit some real numbers. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Anybody else for here, citizens present? Lynn? Turning it on helps. Um, I've been hearing a lot about uh, other people uh, finding human feces in areas that, that they use for dog walking. And I have found it too in places that, that are used and I would think not used so regularly. But my, my thoughts are that some of these places I understand are being used as um, sort of camping areas that aren't official but are allowed and i'm wondering if we can't start uh, bringing porta potties in or create a a um, in the ground kind of uh outhouse 
that would be more permanent in some of the areas like out at seven pastures at the end where the where the frisbee golf course is and and some of these other areas um maybe even smugglers bay um some of these areas you know when i find dog poop i pick it up but i kind of draw the line at picking up people poop but, but anyway it's it's really odious for for those of us who are conscientious about our pets and ourselves <laughs> finding this Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Do we have anyone else for here, citizens present? Michael Yee. Michael Yee, resident. Um, will I be able to speak on some of the agenda items at that time? Yeah, of course. Let's cut this short down. Yeah. All right. Well, I would, I'd like to just kind of ditto what. Um, uh, Bruce had to say about the uh, the trails. Uh, the, we we discussed uh, some of the some of the trail items and and getting a trail to out to Glacier would be fantastic if we could do it. Um, that'd be great uh, to start that. Apparently, there's there's a way to do it, and I think uh, we ought to check into that. And the Lost Lake Trail definitely needs to be pushed through um you know we've spent a lot of money on it already and uh, it'd be great if we just can continue that so that uh, so it's usable um at this point it really isn't that usable and uh, uh and it'd be a waste to see all that those funds just go to waste because uh we've neglected to continue the project and i'll just speak with the other things during during the agenda items thanks thank you michael would anybody else like to talk under here citizens present? All right, we are moving on to correspondence. Uh, Nicole, we have a correspondence from Nicole Kovacs that is in your packet. She is working until 8.30. Um, she's been working with the comprehensive trail plan for years now. Um, in your packet um and she she's done a lot of work with the lost lake cabin um so that is our correspondence okay so moving on to item five new business consideration of no littering signage so this is the result of um, a letter that was sent from fourth grade teacher L. McManus to uh, manager Ryan, who forwarded it along to me. Um, and would you like to come and speak about this, please? Danielle McManus and Finley Verhey. Um, so last year I went out with the fourth grade students for this um, street sweep and we found a lot of trash. And I found that a couple of my students, this one and myself, were just really disappointed to see that our citizens and, you know, the, the visitors are um, treating our community in that way. And we feel like we could do something about it. Um, one thing that was really surprising to us 
uh, when we went up to Lower Lake on our very last day. Do you want to share what we saw up there? Remember when we went hiking at Lower Lake on our last day? So we love the idea of paddle boards and kayaks, and I would love to use those things up there. But what we found is that when we got to the dock, there was it was just littered with life jackets and boats and boats that had holes in them. And inside of the life jacket bin, rather than having life jackets, it was beer bottles and trash. And um, we think that there could be some signage up there to remind people no trace left behind, um, possibly a garbage bin where city members come up and collect the trash on a daily or weekly basis. Um, but something could be done up there and, and as well as around town and different trails and by our streams just to remind people to not litter. And um, what did you notice about our trash cans that are currently around town this summer? They get overfilled by trash and they put the trash on stop on top of the trash cans um, because they're getting overfilled or near them. Um, and cigarettes are getting thrown everywhere because there's no spots to put cigarettes. So when we were street sweeping last year, we went to the library and we noticed that there were a lot of cigarettes outside the library. We went from the school all the way down and that was just littered. And we looked around and we noticed that they didn't have a cigarette container. And we emailed Rachel at the library, asked if she could contact the city to get one. And I think the city delivered one within a day. So if we have more of those cigarette container things, maybe figuring out where around town we can place them, um, where we might be able to put more garbage cans around town so that it's not overflowing. Um, but really what we're interested in is creating some sort of signs to put around town in places where there is litter. Um, I'd love to get the students involved um, by either creating the artwork that goes on the signs or designing it with a computer program. Um, we could do it as easy as laminated signs, cheap and easy and pretty much free, or something that could really last for a long time. If we can get something made that could be hung, that would be lasting, would be amazing. Um, but we just wanted to start the conversation about um, what could we do to help keep our streams and our streets a bit cleaner, as well as our trails. I, I love this idea, and I love that you brought it up after this email came in, after that, the last Parks and Rec meeting that we had, where our trails are getting heavily used. And I do think it's um, obviously in part of experiencing our most visited summer ever, but people are experiencing travel in a different way coming out of COVID. They do want to, we're heavily promoting our hiking trails. Um, so getting the school kids involved because this is, this is your town and, and, and I love that you are invested in it. So the idea of getting the school kids involved for me is um, ideal um because you're the stewards like this is your future so i've just been kind of thinking about this um we're coming up on budget season so it's time for us to start making a list of what we want to spend money on but i'm wondering if maybe we start with um 
because happy first day of school, by the way. <laughs> uh, would you be thinking that maybe your class would want to come up with a couple different designs that we could then take to maybe public works? Um, but even just like you said, starting with a couple basic laminated signs uh, would be great because people maybe are hiking for the first time in their life and they don't know the leave no trace issue. And everybody is absolutely right. We need um, more trash receptacles everywhere. Um, the establishment where I work is we get a pickup every day in our dumpster and it's not enough. So, um, but I would like to hear from my committee members. I think it's a great idea. Um, <clears throat> I would think to get it started, we could possibly recommend to the assembly to direct staff to look into asking the school or specifically a class, fourth grade class, whatever kind of thing, to look into some designs of no littering signage, um, at least some some ideas of it. And that would also get it started to where maybe it'd get to be a line item on on parks and rec or or the public works kind of thing for the money for science. That's my two cents unless you want me to make a motion or we could hear from Dan. I think it's Um, yeah, why don't we, I don't know if we need a motion. How about, do you want to, since school has just started, do you want to get the kids working on this? And I plan on having, there's going to be a lot of parks and rec meetings yeah. coming up. So, yeah, um, in the yeah. meantime, we'll, I think we'll make some handmade signs and laminate them and put them around as you, you know, as quick as a week. And this I know can take time. So, um, if we're looking at that more official route, which would be awesome, like that would be, that'd be super cool. Um, we're looking at actually starting like a, a litter picking up club, which was inspired by Fable Wallace and Rachel at the library is interested in leading it. So I think I will kind of hand off this, this art type of project and the idea behind, behind designing it to the earth club. We haven't officially put it together yet, but I think, um, it's going to be designed a composed of like fourth and fifth grade students who are interested in helping, you know, our environmental, you know, concerns and stuff. So I think I'd like to put this idea to those fourth and fifth grade students to kind of do that. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll kind of put together that club. So we'll have our most passionate students behind it. I, I would encourage that. Yeah. Um, and then if you can bring something. And then we'll come to some meetings. We'll have mm -hmm. some ideas. Yeah, would you guys prefer the signs like going forward with like the city signs if it gets in the budget with the um the other group? What was the other group called? Um kind of like Tyson's group. Um Public Works? Yeah, yeah, public works. Um would you prefer the signage to be something that like is more computer based or more handmade by a kid? 
because we could look at things like online of how to make it more or find things that are more like um, designs that are already made or, you know, you, you know what I kind of mean, like a handmade versus something that you find online that you can order. What I, do you think the city would be more interested in displaying around town? I, I'm a fan of, of handmade art signs and then maybe improved and made in such a way to make them more durable and last yeah. 10 or 15 years kind of thing. Cool. But if you came up with some designs, then we could look at them and maybe at the next meeting. But I do always, I'm always a fan of nudging the staff to let them know what's possibly coming kind of thing as far as, but we could do that next meeting or the meeting after that once we've got some, some ideas or designs. I, I would go for bring us, bring us a, yeah, a couple options. I would, and I would always refer to kind of vision it added with brought to you by, I don't know, the children of Skagway fourth and fifth grade class of the Skagway school. Just so people are like, oh, okay, maybe I should pick up my trash for the kids. Yeah. Um, so I would say maybe bring us a couple, bring us a couple options of the next meeting, which really won't be too long from now. About two weeks or so. Yeah, or? two or three yeah. weeks. Yeah, that'll give us a pretty long time. Well, thank you so much. For yeah, you can ignore you can ignore all your other homework just to focus on this. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, moving on to item 6A, <laughs> unfinished business discussion of the Matthews cabin and A-frame. So this is an item that we weren't able to get to on our last meeting. Um, so basically, the as everybody knows, the municipality bought that property. Um, it's available for rental by nonprofits. Up to this date, no group has ever requested to run it out. It's patched right now um, in a way where it's not, where it's making it through the winter. But um, the borough manager just asked me to bring up, we need to start having a, a conversation about what is the long-term vision now for that area. Um, I, I, I don't see it. I mean, once again, no one has ever sought out the opportunity to rent it out. So, um, borough manager is just kind of looking for really what, what do we want to do with this? If we don't want it to crumble in the, into the ground, then that's also going to take a budget item. Um, how much money are we willing to put into it? Or maybe what else can we do with that space? Um, so just starting the conversation um, for recommendations on that. And I guess I can open it up. Does anybody want to speak on this topic? Michael Yee. Uh, Michael Yee. Well, um, first of all, the the that area is a conservation area. Um, 
um, to be honest, I don't think you have to do anything to it to keep it a conservation area. Um, uh, the the uh, buildings never really were for rent. They were for use. Um, but having said that, they haven't been used, but then they haven't been kept up and made available for use either um, or advertised as such. So I'm not sure if it's a, a fair shake to say that they uh, that no one has come up to uh, has stepped up to want to use them when they really haven't been kept up. I don't think it would very cost very much to maintain the cabins or to look at the possible other uses for the A-frame anyway. The cabin on the road is pretty shot. I've kind of I've gone I've I know these cabins pretty intimately when the people live there and and I've helped them at times. When Bud was there, I helped him out. And the uh and the A-frame is actually has great bones. It's a it's in great shape. It's dry. It's in better shape than some of the houses in Skagway, except it does need to be maintained. The deck needs to be fixed, the siding, blah, blah, and whatnot. The foundation is very sound. It's dry underneath. Um, uh, so um, that's my take on it. What you do with it, um, you know, there's the issue of having um, an outhouse there or something because it can't really have an outhouse there with the stream of a vault i suppose would have to to be there or something uh of that nature but uh, it would be up to um i suppose the community as to what they want to do with it long term but it is a conservation area and uh and uh the um the watershed is an is is an important watershed. There's fish in the stream right now, and so that has to you'll have. I think you have to take that into consideration when, no matter what you do. I guess that's what I'm asking. What does the community want to do with those with with the the actual building properties? For example, do you think as someone who's really involved there, it, would there be a this is not something that public works can continue to take on? And given our budgets, um, would it be possible, do you think, for to get, I don't know, like a community volunteer organization that wants to maintain the property? Is that something that you would see as a possibility? Because this is that's why we're bringing it to this community, uh, this committee, is to get feedback from the community. I suppose. I, I suppose you could put that out there as, as a volunteer thing. I don't know that that's a very effective way to maintain that piece of property. And um, um, if you want to maintain the A-frame, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's a very effective way to do it. Uh, I suppose you have to start by deciding what you want to do with it in the long term, or if you want to preserve the piece. I, I, I think it'd be a waste to just let it dissolve into the ground, to rot into the ground. Um, uh, it, it's an asset that uh, either 
either you maintain it or you take it away. So it doesn't become a liability. Um, the, as, as an example, the Dan Cook building, there are tour companies using that right now. They go out there and they use that. And I mean, that's a liability. So, so either you, you take it down or you maintain it at least at that, at this point till you decide what to do. That's my take on it. And I don't think you leave it up to volunteers uh, to do that, but um, you can give it a shot, I suppose. Once again, I'm just we're here to ask questions and get answers and uh-huh. see what the community wants to do with. They still call it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Anything else? Any other questions? No, thank you. Okay. So that's where we're at. We need to figure out, especially when it comes to not necessarily the A-frame, but um, the um, the cabin. Um, once again, the manager is looking for direction on what, um, Michael, you, that, that was a really good phrase that I'm going to take from you, but I'm always going to credit you. Either you maintain it or you take it down. Sure. I mean, I, I will reiterate that there was a, you know, a time where the, um, in the past few years that the community wanted to use this cabin um, in the wintertime to stay in and for the locals. And that is a possibility, definitely would be a possibility. But again, it would have to be maintained in order to do that. So if that's the direction that uh, I have heard some people like to go, they still have to maintain this thing. So that's the number one, that's the first thing you have to do is you have to keep it maintained if you're gonna use it as a recreational facility and have to consider the impact of the conservation area if you if you decide to do that, which is great, but all the, there's some considerations, that's all. Thank you. Does anybody else have any, once again, looking for community input? Dr. Weber. <clears throat> Bruce Weber. I don't think with the, the cabin on the side of the road, you have to do anything. I think it's going to be, people are going to take pictures of it. And as it goes into the ground, it's kind of like saying we should pull the boat out of Long Bay. Um, you know, it's deteriorating, it's washing away. It's part of our history and it's going away. And just watch that cabin go away. The cabin out in Dai that's right on the side of the road, people keep taking pictures of it as it collapses into the ground. Mm. As long as it's, you know, as, as long as it's not um, some kind of attractive nuisance where people are injured or something, but just to watch it live its life, I think is a, a worthwhile pursuit. <clears throat> that's that's definitely a thought 
um, things that had run through my head, just being over in Haynes for the last month or so, in and out. Um, something that popped in my head was put in like a, take out the cabin and put in a little picnic pavilion. <clears throat> but then that brings up the issue of there's not an outhouse there. Um, so just looking for, I, I don't, I don't have, this is one of the few moments I don't have the answer. So <laughs> we're here to actively work on getting an answer. Somebody remember Burnham. The few moments? Just, um, well, just throwing one other look at it. Um, I don't think that cabin is on municipal property. I think it's on state highway right away, or at least part of it. And as far as just letting it slowly sink and go away, it probably would be the best idea for that. Um, to take it out and replace it with something would just draw people to be there and to stop there and to litter because we don't have the signs yet. So, um, it, as far as the apron, I mean, it was brought up to watershed. It was brought up that, um, nobody's using the cabin or the apron, um, and it was even brought up to just remove it. And then there wouldn't be any reason to really stop there. And, but I am a big fan of just leaving the cabin sitting there. That is kind of a cute little cabin sitting tucked away right there under the trees. Um, but that said, I'm not opposed to doing some kind of fix up, but it's still going to draw people to a watershed area, a place that you're going to want to kind of keep clean and without a bathroom. It, yeah, it just seems like we would have to invest in one of those too. Um, but yeah, I think probably the three of us aren't going to come up with the answer for that. Not saying that we couldn't. I'm just saying that it would probably be the wrong one for over 50% of the people in town. So. Assembly member Henry. I have nothing special to offer. I think Michael's probably on the market too much and it has his voice. Kaylin Howard. Not so great. <laughs> um, okay, Kaylin Howard. Um, you know, I don't, I'll say, you know, I don't have a big stake in this. Do I enjoy looking at the cabin when I drive by? Yeah. Is there any information that tells visitors what it is? No. If you're going to leave it there and let it go into the ground, my recommendation would be to put a wayside with a little bit of history. I know that there's a wayside further up the road about, you know, Naku Bay and everything like that, but even putting a wayside there about the conservation area or the history of the cabin, if it does have some significance to this community in this town. Otherwise, if you're going to get rid of the cabin and just demolish it, then clear it out and either, 
you know, plant something there that doesn't necessarily need to be maintained that can, you know, blend well into that conservation area next to the creek, you know, something native, um, you know, then it comes to where do people park now when they stop at Naku, right? They stop, you know, on that south side of the road. If you were to clear that cabin, don't turn it into a parking lot, but would people end up parking there? Yes. And then thinking about no matter what you do, no matter what you put there, it's on that curvature of the road. And there are the consistent issue, especially in the summertime, are those tour buses and, you know, people, private citizens, um, driving fast around that curve. I myself shield my kids when I get them out of the car when we park at Naku because you never know who's coming around there. So if it's going to be something that we attract people to, those safety considerations should be put into place. Thank you. <clears throat> Well, I'm not sure where to go with this from here. Um, I think maybe this is kind of the first good discussion that we had of it. So um, I would maybe suggest that we just kind of keep this on the agenda moving forward. Continue to have robust conversations about it. Anybody has an objection? Oh, sure. Sherry Corrington. Sherry Corrington, port operator in Skagway. And I think it's high time to have signs there that say no commercial activity or off limits for commercial activity, no tours. And that will eliminate the tour companies that do bring people, they park up at the Long Bay Overlook and walk them down to the cabin. They do photography tours there. Um, they walk people down to the beach and park away from it. So the idea is for that to be a conservation area, free and clear of development and commercial activity. So we need signage that is clear for all the people that are coming and who are just thinking, well, we only have four cops and so we can do whatever we want. We're out of cell phone range in this location, so we can do whatever we want. And I see it all the time. I do, um, you know, send notes to the tourism best management practices, you know, when I do see things. But the reality is, is I'm on tour at the time that I drive by and see these things, or I'm going home and out of cell phone range. And so um, I think that should happen. Um, as far as the A-frame, I was present at the meeting where it was discussed to take it down. And Orion did say that it the bones are good, the structure is fine, it needs work on the deck. And that wasn't that expensive compared to tearing it down 
and building something else in that location. And without having a plan, there makes it makes no sense to do anything like that. Um, so I think it's good to continue this discussion without having a vision. The other aspect of this is that it was only open to nonprofits, but how many of the nonprofits in town were aware that that was the case? It wasn't well advertised. It was kind of kept on the down low, which is definitely something that would eliminate any interest whatsoever. So when I think about going into the woods and what the woods and nature does for me, it's mental health, it's mental health care. Sitting out at that A-frame by yourself could be something that Hisher could give as a recommendation to somebody. Go out and sit in nature. Find your solace, find your peace. And, you know, it, they're not nonprofit. They're within the realm of mental health. So the clinic could prescribe for somebody to go out, sit your ass down in nature and breathe in a place that is not being constantly overrun by tours, by everything. We have to maintain places in this community for people to touch nature and to find that solace. And when you go up to Lower Lake and you see the disaster area that is the north end of the lake because of the plastic dock that's there at three feet of water level, it's only a matter of time before somebody gets drunk and snaps their neck. Like putting a dock into a place that has no depth is a liability, period. And so you have bins of all the PFDs and everything. Those are just trash cans. I haul stuff out every time I walk up there. There's never been a time where I've gone up and things are put back together. The more you put up there, the more you develop, the more you bring in people that aren't connected. And we have to have a way to either take it down a notch, sign it better. You know, I like the idea of signage, but there are also limits. I mean, how big is that harbor street, <laughs> harbor way sign? Like how many signs are there to let people know that that's the way to the dock? you know, without having somebody there like this. So there are different elements at play, but the Long Bay properties, the Uplands and Lowlands were purchased as a conservation parcel. And so with that in mind, you can't be throwing rental cabins there, that kind of thing. Um, and I will love to be a part of this process the whole time. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Um, once again, unless anybody else has anything to add to this discussion, <clears throat> I my intention is just to uh, keep the conversation going. Robust conversations. Okay, moving on to unfinished business, <clears throat> 6B, discussion of Lost Lake Cabin. So this has been talk that's been going on for 
maybe approaching two years now, we have a cabin that needs to go somewhere. Um, before we got stalled out with a lawsuit, we had been talking at this committee um, um, about um, putting it up in... It seemed like we kind of settled on the Lost Lake area. Um, I'm reading Nicole Kovacs correspondence. Um, she mentions that Michael Yee John Heinrichs went and scouted out a spot for the cabin. I do think it was the fall of 2021. It seems like a million years ago, but that um, is about right. Uh, I think we had a map in our packet from the last meeting. Um, the We had talked about, we had scoped out the Sturgill's landing area. That's an, a lot of national, the only place a cabin of that size could go was National Forest property, which at that point, also approaching two years ago, um, they were um, not cooperative. I think there's been movement on that, but it kind of just seemed like the we were settling in on getting this cabin up somewhere in the Lost Lake area. So once again, the manager is just looking for direction on where to put this cabin. That's been ready to go for a while now. Do we have anybody that would like to speak on the topic of cabin in the Lost Lake area? Michael Yee, perhaps. A uh, little history. The cabin was going to go to Lost Lake after it got... Uh, oh. Michael Yee. The, um, um, the a little history. The cabin was, I guess, slated for somewhere else, and then to Lost Lake. And and after uh, John Heinrich and I scoped out a, a a spot as per requested by the city, it got pulled. It got pulled from the yes. It got pulled from. The, yes, it is. It got pulled from the. Uh, from that spot for some unknown reason i don't know why but and now it's back on the table again so my recommendation would be if you're going to continue on is to kind of get a good plan in place because you're going to need funds you're going to need an outhouse you're going to need a trail and then a cabin um you can you can do it any order you want, but it makes sense to have that trail if you're because if, it's going to take funds. It makes sense to have if you're going to have if you've got funds to fly a cabin up there. It makes more sense to actually get the trail in. Um, and then um, and and if you're going to put a cabin in, you're going to need to have an outhouse up there for that, just like the Upper Lake outhouse. Um, there has been a little bit of concern about our drier summers and whatnot. Uh, one of the nice things about the upper lake cabin is that it's in the Alpine and it really is out of any major 
fire areas because it's in the alpine lost lake is not a lost lake is in an area where if a fire started it would be very difficult to contain um so we would like to i would like to or there uh, has been discussion even with john heinrich and nicole is to look for a secondary spot in the lost lake area above lost lake that is more in the Alpine that won't be in a an area that would be susceptible to fires because Lost Lake, I mean, just you're looking at our world right now and, and it's just getting more and more of a tinderbox. And I think being in the Alpine would be better. And there are some areas above there, but it needs a little bit more scouting and whatnot for, for the cabin. Uh, it's something to consider. Mr. Yu, do you mind if I ask you something while you're here? Um, just once again, like trying to think back to where we are. Um, you and Nicole were doing work on starting the Alpine Club. Yes. And that you were able to get umbrellaed under the yes. SDC. Okay. Because um, I think I'm just once again trying to remember there had been talk about possibly the Alpine Club doing some of the construction work. Yes, it would. I think. Uh, um, if you if funding funding wise, it kind of made sense to do it that way uh, because it was easier for the Alpine Club to get organized volunteers and stuff, and to get flight time and things like that than it was for the city. So, um, so that's why we went that direction. But you still, we still need some kind of support from the city to do that sort of thing you know you need to you know, have positive funding for that it's like okay we can come up with funds and whatnot to do or a plan to do something and and then come up with the numbers but uh we would need like the city to say okay we got your back go for it kind of thing and uh um it, it and it made it just made sense being under the umbrella of the sdc Thank you. Just to get something done. Yeah. Um, I will say just I wish we could have gotten this printed out. I'm looking at once again the correspondence tonight from Nicole. Um she I'm just gonna read it for the record. Um uh she says Parks and Rec Committee, I can't make the meeting tonight due to work conflicts, but I wanted to speak to a couple things. First, Lost Lake Cabin. I am all for a cabin at Lost Lake. I'm sure we've seen how busy the Upper Lake cabin bookings have been and how hard it is to get a reservation. Backcountry back cabins are well loved by locals, visitors, and our neighbors to the north. I think putting a cabin at Lost Lake will help to spread some of that love and give more people the opportunity to spend time in and explore another beautiful corner of our backyard. <clears throat> Lost Lake is also shorter and less elevation to access than Upper Dewey opening the door for more users to enjoy, parentheses, families with kids, people wanting a less strenuous hike, etc. I think by limiting cabins to only the Alpine and far away from town is gatekeeping, basically saying, saying to have that cabin, that cabin experience, you either need to have the physical fitness and ability to get there or the money to spend on a helico helicopter ride. 
I think we should, I think as a community, we should strive to make our outdoor spaces and amenities as diverse as its users. Um, so I just wanted to read that in to the record because I don't think we got this printed out, this correspondence. Um, Mike, thank you. Uh, committee members, do we have any thoughts on basically for as long as I've been on Chara's Parks and Rec and been trying to deal with where to put the second cabin, we did kind of settle on this somewhere in the Lost Lake area. I personally would like to be able to at some point direct the manager to um, pursue putting this cabin somewhere in the Lost Lake area. But looking for... And why aren't we? Let them do it. Uh, would the rec center be a potential for the rec center to insert a building to Possibly. Uh, like Dan, I'm always a fan of the short answer. Um, I did have a friend that hiked up there a few weeks ago. And they said it was very difficult to follow the ribbons and and to stay on the trail to where one person had to stay at a ribbon and then go look for the other ribbons. And so that sounds like it needs some work on the trail and pointed out just the order of things. It's trail maintenance and then uh, a restroom, a location for the cabin and put the cabin up there. Um it seems pretty straightforward. We could make a recommendation to the assembly to direct the manager to move forward now that we don't have any lawsuits or anything and to get community input and, and just fix the trail to start with and and as far as the location of the cabin, um, I remember there was discussion of having the cabin close to the lake so that you had access to water for fires and putting them out and stuff. There was discussion of having it up above higher so that it's a little bit more out of the of the danger zone, a little higher. Um, but then that would probably make people not want to go down and get water and bring it back up to the cabin unless there was a creek around there um the i'm sure it wouldn't be too tough to find a spot that would be a happy medium um i do know that the fire department likes to have fire sources close to water if you're going to have a a fire in the cabin um <clears throat> but yeah if you wanted to go that route just to get people moving again and revisit it I move to direct or I move to recommend to the assembly to direct the um, manager to go forward with clearing a trail 
finding a place for an outhouse and putting a cabin in the Lost Lake area where it would be, where it would make the most sense. Second. And we would, we would move that to the assembly under, I guess, just discussion items or in a parks and rec report or. Yeah, we could mention it to them. Not this meeting, of course, but a little too late for that but the next one we could we could do it all right and we'll just figure it out all in favor aye. aye all right moving on to unfinished business 6c discussion of kayak racks at lower lake <coughs> um this is something i've also talked with borough manager ryan about um I understand everybody's issues with the, the the milk the milk crate docks that went in at the the, the northern end. The first time I saw them, um, I was a little bit horrified and taken aback. Um, and, and visually, aesthetically, it it could have been better. But to see, and this is my personal opinion, to see how it's held up through thaws and freezes over the last, I guess, approaching three years. Um, I'm impressed with its durability. I think the option, I think we have to be realistic and the option of removing it is not on the table. Um, I think we're also living in a reality. What, what all around in Skagway, I believe we are facing is just so many people. That's causing all the trash issues. We have a, we're the 18th visited cruise ship port in the world. Um, I don't think we're this sleepy little town anymore. And especially coming out of COVID, people want to travel, they want to hike, and they're doing it with a vengeance. Um, and it's, it's, it's happening up there. People are hiking. Um, I mentioned this at the last meeting. Everywhere you go all over town, there's QR codes that people can scan to help direct them to our hiking trails. And I personally love that these people are choosing to go to Lower Lake instead of, you know, I, I love when they purchase an excursion, but there's something to do for, for everyone. And people are getting out of the house for the first time ever. And I think it's a losing battle to try to resist something that is always happen is, is already happening. So my thought is how do we help organize this better? Um absolutely we need more trash receptacles. Um we need more signage. I'm really excited that the kids want to get involved with this because who's going to resist a sign signed by Skagway fourth and fifth graders, number one school in the state. Just <laughs> take your pack your trash out. And maybe we can even have, this is just popping in my head, like you have a dog poop bags. Um, maybe we have little pool trash bags for people who maybe didn't bring a trash bag with them. And they can just pull out a little trash bag right there and pack their trash out with them. But I do also think it's prudent at this point to have... Um, kayak racks. I've heard the phrase yard sale mentioned up there. And if you're not familiar with the people who aren't skiers, if you're not familiar with the, the phrase yard sale, that's when you 
kind of wipe out going downhill and then your skis and just gear goes everywhere. Um, and it kind of sounds like that's what's happening up there. So um, I know that the cost of a kayak rack is about $1,100. Um, and I honestly would just like direction. I would love for this committee to give the city manager um, direction to purchase a minimally cost kayak rack. So as, as we've heard tonight, um, we can just get things, even things from the, um, the rec center, have an official place for things to be locked up. Um, and you can even rent them in an official way because people are, people are putting things up there. They're all over the place. We can't realistically put up signs saying, do not recreate here. Stop. Do not bring your paddleboard up here. There's already too many people having fun. But what we what we can do is help to organize it. So, um, thoughts. So quiet tonight. I'll go. Um, I'm evidently opposed to it. I don't think that. Um, these folks all had an epiphany and then decided to go kayaking and paddle boarding and whatever else. I think the direction or the impetus for it started when the city got involved and did a minimal aspect of developing some sort of facility up there. Absent that, I don't think you would see that activity. I think you would still just see hiking and the like um, for the most part. I'm not saying never. Nothing is absolute. I'm not saying never. But by opening the door, you entice a vastly larger number of people to recreate in that fashion. And I think what's going on up there right now is just disgraceful. The trash, the, everything that's going on up there is awful. No, I don't support recommending to the city manager getting an $1,100 kayak rack for up in Lower Lake. No. And I will also, also say that I'm not putting an amount on this. I'm just saying that as it's like obviously not a if it was not finance committee item. I would not recommend the city manager do it. I'm sorry, Lynn, if you want to talk, can you please come speak on the microphone? Lynn Davison, I have a question about it. I, I'm foggy on, on what you're talking about in terms of all of the kayaks and paddle boards up there. Is it people who are bringing them up for the day and maybe leaving them for the weekend and taking them back? Or are people positioning them there and they are used or not used and it's they're just there when the person wants to come up, if, if indeed they come up twice this summer? Well, what's all happening? Of all of the above. Huh? Yeah, they stick them in bushes. They, oh, yes. Okay. 
if, if I may answer. It's a it's it is that last summer I stashed my paddleboard up there because there's not an official rack to put your things on and and, and no one wants to hike obviously a paddleboard or a kayak up and then down. It's I've got an inflatable one that goes in a 37 pound backpack. Um so it is kind of more and more stashed in the trees. And as it gets more popular for also, I would say it's a lot of mostly seasonal people and year-round people. But there is an increasing occurrence of because there's not this more official rack to leave your gear on, um, there are more instances that I've heard of of their um, you know locks being broken. Um, maybe people who are just going up there for the day. They're just a one-time visitor. And borrowing somebody else's ear. Borrowing. Yeah. Um, so you have more instances of really unsafe vessels that are just being left up there. And then you have kind of daytime visitors, crew members, seasonals, local kids that are just finding something lying around. And maybe it does have a hole in it. And they're taking it out on the lake um, because, I once again, I would argue we don't have, we're not embracing what is happening up there to have. And, and so just keep in mind when I say kayak rack, think of exactly what's down at the small boat harbor. So not something, talking about something that maybe holds eight kayaks paddle boards but then if there are 24 people who suddenly say gosh you know i want to now there are three racks of eight and that happens in juno too down on the on the wharf they've got kayak racks and and different things but it at least in juno it seems that if the kayak racks were then filled with eight or ten kayaks that belong to people who would go by and say, yeah, that's mine. I haven't taken it out in 14 years, but yeah, that's mine there. And then they just sit and, and disintegrate on, on the dock. And I think that's another great argument for a kayak rack, because this is something that um, can be monitored by um, um, trail crew and people that are going up there. You can, Rented for the season, a position on the kayak. Well, and I think that's what Kaylin was talking about earlier, mentioning earlier. Exactly that. Thank you. Assembly member Henry. So you're saying to that point, if you had a kayak rack, then the words you used were they could be monitored. So is that to say then that somebody, assuming somebody with the city, is going to do that monitoring? And that monitoring's target is to make sure that that kayak is being taken out on a very regular basis. So it's not taking up space, thereby creating the demand for yet another eight kayak rack because this one doesn't get taken out, but periodically. And so instead of just having a rack for eight, we need a rack for 16, but seven of the eight in the original one are just periodic users, not daily users, not even weekly users. Is that what you mean by monitoring? I feel like it would provide some kind of monitoring other than everything that's just being stashed in the woods right now, like all over the place in the woods. You mean organized, not monitoring. 
Say that again. I said, do you mean organized rather than monitoring? In the woods, it's in disarray. Organized is in Iraq. Is that what you mean? It is organized in Iraq and also more easily to be monitored. So you can see that there's not a hole in it. It's escaping me what monitor means in your analogy. Let's, I invite you to come up to Upper Lake with me next week and we can check out the. Explain it to me in words. Ask me exactly what your question is, please. Assembly Member Burnham. Henry. As though it's going to have a positive uh, outcome. So, in other words, if somebody is monitoring a traffic flow, that means everybody within the traffic knows they're being watched. Thereby, they all behave. So, what sort of monitoring would be done that is a relationship to the racks that, that have these kayaks tied to it? That is an excellent question. That's a very astute question per usual. Thank you for asking that. I'm about to tell you. So at the, so we can see, we would obviously be able to monitor and see if there is a kayak with a hole in it that's still sitting there in February that was never taken out. We could take that down and take it to the dump because we were able to monitor it because it was in an organized kayak rack. Maybe I'm just going to wait until the spring comes and then I'm going to patch it, but you're going to take my property to the dump. I would love to take your kayak to the dump. Well, but that wouldn't be a very good thing to do, would it? If it has a hole in it and you left it up there all winter and then, but this, this is a very good question. So thank you for the robust discussion. I don't get your, you you probably don't. What you're saying is you want to have racks there so that it's more easily identifiable if there's a kayak in disrepair or one that isn't being used on a very regular basis, thereby it's taking up space. Um, these are all pretty much judgment calls. I, I, th- I will try to say this again. Um, and then we can move on. Uh, I, I think what we need to do and what people are asking for is a way to organize what is already happening up there, a way to get away from this kind of yard sale situation where um, folks are having to stash their sometimes expensive equipment in the woods without a safe way for them to have it locked up and either self-monitored or monitored by the municipal, yeah. At the same time, I'm having a market number of people asking me that we need to put some prohibitions up there because they would prefer it to remain a hiking area and a peace and quiet and reflective nature sort of area um, rather than a recreating area with um, kayaks and canoes and paddle boards and what have you. I, I would respectfully ask you how many times you have paddle boarded up there. I have done it several times and I have found actually no more 
of a serene experience, especially being able to get off the crowded trails, to be able to actually experience the middle of that lake is something that I would hope more people would be able to do. Well, I guess what they were speaking to for the most part, uh, at least the Nansaldis and I mean, a lot of folks is that they are um, in opposition to it, into that sort of recreation in the area. So to promote it by putting more infrastructure in is going in the opposite, absolute opposite direction of what they feel that area should be used for. So I support that. I understand what you're saying. I think that the, the ultimate problem is that it's too beautiful of a place. And I think what is not realistic to do is to do like a Disneyland thing where we cap the numbers of people going to Lower Lake. Um, unfortunately, it's a highly desired place that more people who are just visiting Skagway for the day have learned about. With the proliferation of TripAdvisor and Yelp and Google, more people are, and once again, the visitor center that is actively promoting our trails, especially coming out of COVID. Um, the reality of the situation is, is that we have this very attractive place that I don't think personally is fair just to hoard it for ourselves. I think everybody should be able to visit that lake. And a lot of people have a transformative experience. They live in cities. They've never seen such a quiet, gorgeous, serene place. And so they bring their paddleboard with them and go up to it? Maybe they will the following summer when they decide to send their kid to get a seasonal job here because it was so transformative. Assemblymember Burnham, do you have anything to add to this? Sure, a lot. Um, I like to sit and listen to everybody's discussions of these issues, the kayak racks and the, the epiphany that I got from, I think it was Michael Yee was that it just seems like, and I believe I voted for the dock to go in because I thought that would be cool to have a little dock. I mean, not as cool as having a dock on Icy Lake, but whatever. Um, so what I was thinking is, and not trying to pick on anybody specifically, it just doesn't sound like this was very well thought out. Like it wasn't planned very well. Like to have a box that fills up with water. It should have been some sort of a kiosk that you hang stuff on with a roof. And that's just one little idea I had it just seems like there's a lot of of we didn't know what we were doing going into this and also I don't really want to make the municipality responsible for everybody else's kayaks and paddle boards and everything else it just seems like if you bring it up there just like your garbage you should bring it back down I understand it's a pain and I understand if you want to hide it in the woods, which could also be considered littering if you didn't get permission to put something in a conservation area and hide it so that you can use it and be serene. I'd, I'm i not opposed to all this stuff. I just think it should be more thought out and more, more I don't know, 
options put into it. And I understand the, the rec board wanting to leave a couple of, of kayaks up there and rent those out um, for a little deposit or even not rent them out, just let them be used. Um, I just, I, I don't think we thought about it long enough. And as far as garbage cans, I don't know if it was Dan or who pointed out once upon a time, when you put garbage cans someplace, it's going to collect garbage and there's going to be lots of it and it's going to build up and it's going to overflow the garbage cans. And so, I mean, you could put a dumpster up there unless you're flying it out every day. It's just going to have garbage all along the side of it. Um, it, and, and then you're training people that it's okay to take stuff in and just leave it there. Um, I guess I don't really have a solution other than to say that maybe we should just rethink the north end of the lake and, and see what we could do better. And does the municipality really want to take responsibility for locking up storing? And I guess being responsible for um, the kayaks and paddle boards of other people. <clears throat> um, and again, I'm not opposed to it. I just think we should have had a little bit better planning on stuff. I mean, if I can come up with ideas like that in 10 or 15 minutes of listening to people, I would think somebody who actually plans that kind of stuff would have a great idea on how to make it just a beautiful area up there to, to recreate in. That's my two cents. Just want to come up and use the microphone, please. So are the kayaks that are currently, thank you. Are the kayaks that are currently up there, like, all over the beach, do they are they property of the rec center or are they property of just citizens? And then that like bin, that black bin with the yellow top that's supposed to be for life jackets, is that the rec centers or is that random people too? Okay. Thank you. Helen Howard, do you wanna this must be some kind of physical therapy exercise. Uh, Kaylin Howard, director at the Skagway Rec Center. Um, I do have a lot of thoughts about this because there are some really good ideas that we can implement here because since I've lived here, I've seen kayaks, I've seen canoes, scattered throughout the forest at Lower Lake. That's not going to stop whether or not we put a rack up there or not. It's getting worse. I, I've seen it. I've seen the uptick since 2018, actually. In the past two years, especially through COVID, I noticed it getting worse. So it's not going to stop. And here's the issue is people are going to bring stuff up there. They're going to have good intentions, whether they're seasonals year-round, they want to hike that 50, 70 pound canoe up there. You don't want to hike it down every time. Do I understand that? Absolutely. But 
that is the reality. So it's not going to stop. But when you abandon it, when it gets a hole in it and you are too lazy to bring it down, yes, now it is litter. Whose responsibility is that? That's in the municipality at the end of the day, because we go up there, we clean up that trash. Having a kayak rack there, I'm pro kayak rack, because you can do it in a way that we get a kayak rack that has eight spots on it. Say the rec center got two, one for a canoe, one for a kayak for us. The other six, you can open up a registration, right? Every single year, the municipality, they ask me to register my dog every single year. They ask me to register my bike every single year. You can do a registration on people's canoes or kayaks. They can put in an application to have a registration. They put a sticker on their boat. They go up there. They know that it has to be locked. Doing that ties it to, we have a record, whether it's at the police department or it's at the rec center. We have that record of whose property that is. Because if you have a sticker on your boat, you are responsible. We find it broken in the woods. We're going to contact the owner. And putting signage either at the trailhead or at the kayak rack that says any kayaks in the woods like are considered litter and will be removed. And putting people on notice, essentially, because you litter, like somebody's going to pick it up and take it out. So, you know, whether it's we allot six spots a season and you set those those rules where you can, you know, put your kayak up there starting April 1st, April 15th, and your kayak must be removed by October 15th. Otherwise, it will become garbage, municipal property, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, like the police department rounds up the, or used to round up the bikes at the end of every season. And then they would do like a bike lottery. There are solutions. It's not going to stop. And when you think about lower Lake, like before my injury, when I got to hike it the summer and the increased traffic as a citizen, I mean, it bothered me a little bit. So I took the service road because the tourists aren't taking the service road. And that was fine for me. And some people want to take the regular trail. And where did I notice the bulk of tourists? At the north end of the lake. So I hike around the lake. A lot of citizens hike to other less busy parts of the lake. The north end is going to be primarily tourists. Unless, of course, you're up there to canoe or kayak as a citizen. Um so I think that there are solutions that we can look at registering, you know, if there's more than six applicants do a lottery, you know, there are solutions that we can come up with to make it benefit everybody because recreating at lower Lake is very important for this community. And it's very important for our visitors. And so, you know, I'm in a grants where I've hiked around lower Lake and I see people, you know, in canoes out there, they're not screaming. It's not a party barge they're recreating and they're getting that serenity in nature that they so desperately need. And I'm getting it from my hike. So we have the dock up there. That's not going to change. We have the PFDs. And the reason that the city put those up there was because of all of the kayak use and wanting to make sure that at least if you're going to do it, you're going to be safe or hope that you're going to be safe, you know, because that's what we care about for this town. So putting a kayak rack up there can really benefit this community, the citizens, you know, it's not going away. So 
keep it organized post-signage. If your kayak is stored in the woods, it's considered garbage and will be removed. Um, that's my thought. Thank you, Kaylin. Something else that I've been thinking about, um, and, and I think Kaylin is a lot more articulate than I am, um, it's just how do we organize uh, what is already happening and something that I, I've thought about um, because that North End is already kind of congested um, is that there's space on the South East end where there's that fire pit and kind of tucked away that you could probably put a kayak rack and it would be out of visibility. And most of the tourists don't make it down to the south end or at least that south east end. So um, I would move that we kind of just keep, once again, we got some really good input. Um, we're at an hour and a half into the meeting. Michael, you come on up. And then I would kind of just like to... I know this is going long, but I I, I do want to speak on this a bit. Um, um, I, I'm kind of opposed to uh, a kayak rack, um, not so much because it doesn't organize stuff. It, it would probably organize stuff, but it, it would just add to the, add to everything else up there. Um, did you say earlier, I don't know that I, I heard this, right? Did you say that removing that dock is off the table? Did you say that? In my mind, it is. Um, For okay. Deb Potter, it well, is. I, I would like to bring it back on the table if possible. Um, there Again, I would, that's not a discussion item on this agenda. Um, okay. But it's a, maybe next time you could talk about that. Then why did you say present. removing it was off the table? <laughs> <laughs> because at that time there was. Okay. Sure. Oh, I'm, okay. Well, let me just. I would love to hear from that. Um, um, if, if that's, if that's what, if that's where we're going. Um also, just because it's 8.30 on a Tuesday night, I'm going to try to keep meetings at 90 minutes. And, oh. and we will have another meeting probably in a couple right. weeks. I understand. And I, right. I don't ever mean to cut anybody off. Well, we I, we, we can save this for another another meeting. But um, to hear your thoughts on the kayak. Well, I, I, I think that less is more. And, and one of the things that we do is we try to solve our problems by putting stuff up and things, but we don't realize that we have created the problem. And, and I think if we not put the box of stuff up there, if we not have a garbage can, if we not have signs, then it creates an area that people actually have come up there to see. There's so many locals that are just disgusted with going to the north end of the lake. You included, you just said that you don't go there anymore. And it isn't the people. It's the garbage, the stuff, the, the, the non-wilderness that's going on there. And, um, and there are people in this room, some that were here last meeting, that spoke to that, that couldn't make it this meeting. And the visit, we're taking away from the visitor when we add to it up there. We're taking away from the locals when we add to up there. What are we actually, what are we actually contributing 
something for maybe the transients or, or, or the, you know, the, the seasonal people, that's fine. That's great. But we're trying to build a community for the community. And we, and we're, I just feel like less is more. We're just taking away from the experience. People want to go up there, go to the North end of the lake. That's the first place they go to because it's the North end of the lake. And the first thing they see is a plastic dock, kayaks, um, a box of stuff, of garbage. And, and that's not what I want the visitor to see. That's my thoughts. Thank you. Um, so I think this is just another item to keep discussing about. Um, I'll check in with the manager and see, talk about other items. Um, I would like to talk to manager Ryan about some of the ideas rec center director, Kaylin Howard brought up. Um, so if I had a rec, I, my recommendation is that we keep talking about this. Is anybody opposed to that? Okay, moving on to item seven, discussion items. Assemblymember Henry. Assemblymember Burnham. I see in my notes a rec center expansion with a pool. I like that. Um, I'm just going to add that it's budget season coming up, and um, some member of the audience is going to be really excited about this. Um, we are going to be, uh, Manager Ryan really wants the um, what has been affectionately labeled the Captain Fantastic position um, added into the budget. This would be kind of like the Greg Kolosh position, someone who can just really, we, we just don't have, that was a big loss. We just don't have that specific trails kind of dedicated person on the payroll right now. So I would like to, everybody to keep that in the back of their mind with the up fast approaching budget season coming up. Um, and with that, if I hear no one opposed, I would move that we adjourn. All right. Adjourned.